Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Where would we be without sports betting, guys? Love the NFL. Enjoy my Sundays with Red Zone, but I got to say, there are times I just need to step away. It is so frustrating with all of the penalties, and I'm not just saying that because of Bears-Broncos, but so many times in Week 2, I just was thinking, man, if there is no betting, there's no fantasy football, there's no way in hell I am watching this game. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me on Early Odds. We're in the full swing of football season, college football rolling into the conference portion of the schedule, and we are here for week three of the NFL. We'll get to our guest this week in just a couple of moments to go over the NFL and college football card. Bears at Redskins are going to have to wait until Monday night. The Bears are four-point road favorites. This has a total of 41-and-a-half, but let's start with the Bears they are 0-2 so far this year against the spread. Now the under has hit in both games. You could actually go back to last year. This is a quite a streak of unders for the Bears. All the way back to that Rams-Bears Sunday night game when Jared Goff wanted nothing to do with the Bears defense or Soldier Field. The streak started back then. We are on a run of seven games, seven Bears games, where the under has come through. And uh, we'll talk about that look in just a moment. Again, 41.5 on Monday night. The way I look at games, I think you can build a case for either side here. Now, Washington, not much of a home field advantage if you haven't paid attention in recent years. They're fed up with the team. They hate the owner. Since 1998, the Redskins have actually lost 16 of 17 Monday night home games. It's ludicrous. 16 of 17 Monday night home games. Bears have the more talented squad. We understand that. I have my Matt Nagy questions recently, but they do have the coaching advantage too. Darius Geis is injured. The skin's running back. Adrian Peterson in the backfield. Rookie Terry McLaurin, the number one option on the outside. Now on the flip side, back-to-back road games, always very tough to sweep. Last year, the Bears had to deal with that twice. 
They went one and one in Chase Daniel games with the Lions and Giants. Then they closed the season by winning back-to-back road games at the Niners and Vikings. So we're all frustrated with Trubisky, right? Obviously. Pay attention to these splits. On the road, we're talking about 13 games in his career, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions, a sub-80 passer rating. Primetime, right? Kirk Cousins gets crucified for his record in primetime, and he probably should. Here's Trubisky, six primetime games, five touchdowns, nine interceptions, five touchdowns, nine interceptions, 167 passing yards per game, quarterback rating of 63.4. The Bears should win and cover, but I understand if you hesitate. A lot of times these primetime games, you have that home dog, they have something for you. Look at this Washington defense. They've allowed 32 and 31 points in two division games to start the season. Usually those are lower scoring games, tighter games. Not the case so far to start things out in 2019 for Washington. Week three has two road favorites. It's the Rams in Cleveland, and it's the Bears in D.C. The way the Bears offense has been going, and you can go back to last year. I mean, look at the last couple months of the season and that wild card game. The offense continues to regress. Are you comfortable laying more than a field goal with a team that can't put points on the board? I, I understand if you don't want to go that route, if you don't want to lay four uh, with the Bears, even with the Redskins' awful Monday night home record. Gave you the under last week, and as I mentioned, it's hitting seven straight Bears games, and I'm going to go back to that well. 41 and a half, a couple of bad offenses. I think that's going to hit once again. So that's where I'm going on the Bears game. I'll also write up some potential props that you can get involved with uh, for Monday night's Bears-Redskins game. And that'll be posted on 670thescore.com. I love it when I see other sports radio stations around the country putting out some quality sports betting content out there for you guys. And that's what my man Joe Murray does at 98.5, the sports hub in Boston. He's one half of the Bankroll Boys on the Over Under 98.5 podcast. Joe, you've been on fire this season. Winners left and right. I always see you posting them on Twitter, pros, college. Thanks for coming on the show. And how do you feel about week three in the NFL? Uh, week three is tricky. There, there's some actually some interesting trends, and I appreciate you uh, having me on here. But w- what I would look for this week is teams that are 0-2. You know, how do they bounce back? There probably won't be a team that loses three games in a row. Uh, that's one thing I look at right off the bat. And then teams that have played back-to-back road games now playing at home, the Chiefs might be one of them, and they'll also be without uh, Damian Williams this week. So very interesting game there as well. All right, we'll get to the games in just a moment. But uh, here in Chicago, we're used to having a competitive team like once a decade. We have one Super Bowl ring to show for it. Best quarterback of all time, best coach of all time. Your team's favored by 23. Maybe it'll get to 24 on Sunday in an NFL game. What's it like? So I'll tell you right now, the only talk is Antonio Brown. And it has nothing to do with sports betting. So I'm curious if the line moves whatsoever because him being a part of that offense made them unstoppable um so i'm interested to see if there's a tweak you mentioned going up i wonder if it goes down at all um so i've seen 22 and a half locally here at least at least in the area here the patriots and the jets rivalry is dead luke falk is a former 199th overall pick just like tom brady 
I don't think the Patriots would take it easy on people. I thought last week they would against Brian Flores, considering he was a part of a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. But I heard behind the scenes, Belichick was upset that he took his assistance. So here we go now, Adam Gase, the Jets. Uh, the, the Jets are, are a poor offense, and, and you know, they, they have injuries all over. The Patriots have, uh, whenever they've had, I believe, a spread uh, of 20 or more, they've struggled. When it's 10 or more, though, they're 16-4 and four in their last 20 against the spread. So the way I look at it, it's the Patriots or nothing. But the Jets stink, right? I mean, the Patriots don't give up points. They've given up six points since the Super Bowl. Since the AFC Championship game, I don't think they've given up a point in, I don't know, for a while. Like Their defense is absolutely outstanding right now. So, you know, I think it's going to come around the number. I think the Patriots either give up six points this week or don't give up a touchdown. They have yet to do that. I don't see the Jets doing it this week. Joe, it's so weird because I'm trying not to react to just a couple weeks of games. But I, I think back to the past, you, you wouldn't catch me laying eight nine or ten but then you look at the board and half the games of point spreads around at least a touchdown and a couple all the way up in the 20s it does feel like this is a different nfl and you have to adjust if you're an underdog player well here's the deal right look what's going on with the quarterback situations right now injuries all over the place ben roethlisberger sam darnold's gonna miss time drew Brees um has an injury as well so uh, you know, the more you look at and Tom Brady was on the injury report this week with a calf, but you know, I look around it. Where is the great quarterback play? Like I know Mahomes has been great, but you know, Kirk Cousins throwing that last week, oh. Maybe Aaron Rodgers didn't have a touchdown in the, in the second, second half last week. We know you guys watch Mitch Trubisky, right? Oh. I mean, you've seen him. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, is Carson Wentz going to be healthy for the, for the Eagles? I mean, the Panthers, no Cam Newton. Right, so Eli Manning gets benched this week. Jameis Witt, like you just look at it here. Like one game I'm interested in is Texans Chargers. Do the Chargers bounce back because they're home, or do the Texans play better considering they got bailed out last week against the Jaguars? So the the, the league is down. It's down, and I and it just to me like some of the product isn't great to watch. Um, but you know, the one thing I will say this on a high spread that you mentioned. Sometimes if you like the team on a high spread, just take it. Mm-hmm. I think last year it was 70% or maybe 80% of the time last year. Forget about the, the high spread. Just take the team. I believe it covered close to or over 70% last year. So I would do the same trend this season. All right, we're going to go back and forth. I'll start things off in the NFL. Let's go to Pittsburgh at San Francisco. Uh, here's what we know about the Niners. We saw them play a horrific game in Tampa Bay. Then we saw a great game. They dominated it at Cincinnati last week. You have to respect what Kyle Shanahan can do. But uh, unlike last year, they're actually forcing some turnovers on defense. And then, as you mentioned a minute ago, Joe, Steelers, one of those desperate 0-2 teams. They lose the quarterback, but here comes Mason Rudolph, and he's the quarterback that actually looked better. I'm not saying that uh, Rudolph is better than Roethlisberger right now, but he has in the uh, small sample size that we've seen. And then they go out and they make the Mika Fitzpatrick move. Uh, some were puzzled by it, but maybe that does something for the locker room. Not sure if we can quantify that. But the front office is not giving up on the season after going 0-2, and Roethlisberger's done. I think Pittsburgh in this desperate spot is live to win, but you're giving me 6.5, some offshore sites, 7. I'm going to take the Steelers, Joe. So, yeah, my uh, colleague, uh, Dan Lipschatz, one of the bank robots, he, he's not a Steelers fan, but he actually likes the Steelers this week. Uh, I just think the 49ers have been putting up points, right? I mean, right, that's what they're doing at this point. I will tell you, Jimmy Garoppolo knows that defense. He knows it. So, 
you know, the, the one thing with the, the, the Steelers overall is they've never changed what they've done defensively. And I know Garoppolo knows that, that type of defense, defense and knows how to expose it. So, but I do think that they hang around. We all know about Mason Rudolph and his days back in college here. D Ford now with, uh, you know, the 49ers actually playing pretty well defensively for them. So uh, James Conner has to get going for the Steelers. That's what they have to do. They have to keep the ball out of, uh, out of Garoppolo's hands. I think the 49ers win this. I see like a 24-20 game. You're right. When it comes to the spread, you probably lean Pittsburgh in this one, but I still think the 49ers win this game. Okay, perfect. Uh, Joe, give me a game that you like in the NFL. So this might be just might be odd, but I, I there's a few. I'll give you a couple. Okay. The Lions. I like the Lions. I I don't know. I like, so now it's down to five. I got it at seven earlier in the week. Philadelphia didn't practice on Wednesday. Okay. Again, they're beat up. Deshaun Jackson's not playing. Um, I believe on Sunday either. I don't trust the Lions. I don't want to put your money on the Lions, but <laughs> I think the Philadelphia is just overhyped. They really are, and they had a chance. They should have won that game last week against Atlanta. I just think that Detroit going on the road, they're, they're gonna they're gonna face a team that's that's truly beat up, and it's a chance for, for Detroit uh, at least to cover a touchdown on that one. Just one other game, I'll give you the Falcons versus the Colts. The Falcons are one and eleven against AFC opponents in their last twelve, just against the AFC. So you know you see that Colts at one and a half. I think people like the Falcons off their win this week, but they almost blew that game. I think Indy's got something going here with Jacoby Brissett. Not saying they're a playoff team or anything like that, but they have continuity and they're at home. And I just I don't know Atlanta versus an AFC team. You got to look at that trend. Uh, Lions, I agree. They they're actually live to win on the road with all the injuries that Philadelphia is dealing with. I was interested to see how they were going to bounce back after that Arizona mess that ended in a tie, and they probably should have lost to the Chargers, but they end up pulling it out. So um, you're getting six and a half, seven there. I like that Detroit side. And doesn't it feel like even though Indianapolis has impressed with Jacoby Brissett there instead of Luck? I'm still finding value on the line with Indy, even though everywhere else on the field they're so talented. But I guess some are staying away, some of the public not betting the Colts because of no luck. Yeah, and it's just like like last week, I liked I liked the Colts against Tennessee, and as we watched Tennessee last night, it probably probably was the right side of it. But uh, you know, Marlon Mack, uh, you know, a lot of people like what he's done. Third in the league right now. Uh, in rushing this year. He's doing a ton, ton with this team. Vinatieri's still a question mark, right? And I'm sure you know about kickers in Chicago. Oh, so. Shots left and right here from Joe Murray. <laughs> that, that, that could always be another one. I'll, I'll tell you this much, though. I'll throw this. I, I'll throw this. I, I know it's a, a, a what, what do you guys play? Monday night this week? Yeah. Uh, I like the Bears this week. The, the, listen, the, the Redskins can't run the football. They can't run the football. They're not going to run the football against the uh, the Bears. So you're going to put it in Case Keenum's hands? Nope, I'm out. Give me the Bears. Lock it up. (laughs) The corpse of Adrian Peterson is out there. Uh, Redskins fans aren't showing up. It's probably going to sound like it's mostly Bears fans. And if Trubisky can't get right against this Redskins defense, it's just not going to happen. I mean, it's year three of him in the league. I, I don't see it happening if it doesn't happen week three. So a lot of a lot of pressure for him to come through. Let me uh, throw out another game. And, and I mentioned adjusting, and this is a pretty big point spread. It, it bothers me a little bit, but it's actually one of my favorite plays. Got the Vikings and the Raiders. I see this as a bounce-back spot for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins not facing a good team. He's not playing in prime time. The Raiders' next home game is on November 3rd, seven weeks from now. 
I think we're going to see the Minnesota team much closer to week one when they dominated Atlanta. I'm actually going to delay the nine, even though it went through seven and a half, eight, some dead numbers. I would still lay the nine here because I think they're going to throttle uh, the Raiders. Yeah, wasn't it cute, right, when they took a 10 nothing lead against the Chiefs, right? That was, a, that was cute. And they got the win against Denver. It was, a, it was cute. And now they're the Raiders again. Uh, agree, agree with you. I think the Vikings got something going last week, but Cousins to, uh, to make that throw in the end zone there mm. was a chance to win it. That was terrible. It's hard to back that. For me, I wouldn't bet that game. I wouldn't put my money on it, but I do see a 34-20 game in that one. You, you mentioned the quarterbacks earlier, and we're not even at any backup quarterbacks in the NFC North, but look at the quarterback play in this division alone. It's brutal. Oh, oh it's ugly. Right? And, and you know what's funny? You watch Minshew, right? We all knew about Minshew and the stash <laughs> in college last year. It's just amazing that like these guys can now plug and play. Like you, They come out of college programs. You can put them in and play right away. They don't get to start right away, but you know, I think that's the move. I'm interested to see what what uh, Jones can do um, for for the Giants, like Allen for the for the Panthers. Like, I want to see what these guys can do because they're giving a lot of money to these guys before their second deal. And sometimes you can plug a play a guy in the fourth, fifth, sixth round and actually you know manage the manage your team. So. Yeah, that, that the division, though, woof, when it comes to quarterbacks. Oh, my mentions were filled on Thursday night during that game, even though the Cubs were in a race. I'll say we're in a race <laughs> for the playoffs. Uh, People are watching Thursday night football, seeing what Mitch you could do. Say, yeah, I would take him over Trubisky right now. Uh, you've got early odds on Sports Radio 670, The Score. I'm Joe Ostrowski, along with Joe Murray from 98.5, The Sports Hub, out in Boston. Joe, give us a college play for today. Oh. Uh, Okay, so uh, I, obviously we know about the big games, right? Um, so Michigan, Wisconsin, everybody's looking at it. All the trends say that Michigan stinks. Zero and six against the spread, against ranked opponents. Like every single trend that you want to look at is going against Michigan. Um, I I like Wisconsin this year. I like what they've done, but they're actually going to play a team with a defense. Uh, the running is great for Wisconsin, but. For me, I like Michigan in the spot, and trust me, I, they failed me I don't know how many times. I just think that them in Ohio State, that's what it's going to come down to. Wisconsin's at home. They have the leverage here. But for some reason, I'm backing J- uh, the Harbaugh and Michigan in their terrible offense against a team that's put up 48 points in consecutive weeks. I don't know why, but I like Michigan. And I'll give you a little noon game. Um, here locally, you might have seen last Friday night, Boston College, they lost to Kansas. It was terrible. And I think they bounced back. They're playing an awful Rutgers team. Uh, I think BC bounces back on the road and takes care. I saw it at seven, it's eight at some places. I like BC in that spot. All right, Joe, we're in agreement here. My favorite play is actually uh, Michigan getting three and a half. I think it's a bit of an advantage, actually, that Michigan, that it's an early game and you don't have to deal with that Camp Randall atmosphere under the lights. And I'm sure you notice this as well. We're talking about just a few games in for most teams, and it was a ten and a half point adjustment from what it was on the game of the year lines to, yep. to what we have right now. And I get it. People bet on what they what they saw most recently. And Michigan 
had to go to double overtime against Army. Then now they're coming off the bye. And what do they see from the Badgers? Oh, okay. Maybe they're, they can do something in the Big Ten. But it was against USF and Central Michigan. They haven't played anybody. And, and everyone doubting Shea Patterson and all the hype in the offseason about the Michigan offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis. I'm with you. Uh, Wolverines plus three and a half. I, I like that play as well. Anything else, College? I know you threw BC at us as well. Yeah, and it's just it's just a spot that BC let down last week and comes back and beats up a poor Rutgers team. That's really it. Uh, I'm not going against uh, Central Florida. That's my team right now. Uh, until they don't cover a spread, I will back them every single week. Uh, and I believe they're playing Pittsburgh, who ah, they, were, they, they were those upset guys last year. I don't think they're that team this year. And then finally, everybody's going to want to bet on Notre Dame, Georgia. Yeah. Until, until Notre Dame can prove to me that they can beat a formidable opponent whatsoever, I will save them forever. Forever. I will, and I, I'm sure you got a ton of Notre Dame fans out there. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs, two touchdowns. I don't care. Lay it. Notre Dame always chokes against a big opponent. Always. I know. Give me the last, me the last win they've ever won in their lives. I know, I know. And, and the funny thing about this week, Joe, the books are going to need the Irish. But I'm sorry, I am with you 100%. I think if that was up to 17 at that point, maybe then I would think about it. But at, at, it's been around 13 and a half, 14, 14 and a half most of the week. You have to go against Notre Dame with what we've seen against the big boys. And listen, this, it's not about, hey, what's the best game on the board? What do you like? You know, I'll, it's just what you do, right? You fade Notre Dame against a big team. But Georgia's been hot, right? I mean, you're going to really go against Georgia uh, at this point. Uh, and Ian Book, like, it's going to come, that's going to be a good quarterback matchup between those two QBs. But for me, Georgia's too much. And I don't know. I mean, if, if Notre Dame couldn't cover against Louisville, I don't give my shot against Georgia. Joe, I see on Twitter that you put out a lot of plays for your second half or some live action. I don't know if you agree, so I wanted to follow up with this. Do you find it easier – with NFL and or college for second half or live betting compared to pre-flop before kickoff? Yes, uh, college football in particular. And, and just the, the easy thing for me to do is, all right, a team is, uh, you know, let's say they're 10-point they're favorites. All right, team's up seven at the half. I know that the line's going to be three and a half. If it's anything under four, I take it. It's kind of like a double down, you know, or you got the blackjack table and you get 11, you want a double down. Uh, that's what I do. But, you know, last night didn't work out for Tennessee. That game should have went over. I don't know how on Thursday night football that game did not go over 17 and a half. There was a, but still, I was on the wrong side of it. But that, that's just what I do. I, I look at it. I look at it and say, all right, what's the pace of this game? I do think there's huge value in in, uh, in halftime betting. Yep. Tulane, Tulane, if you watch that game, they were, they were minus four at, uh, at halftime. They ended up winning outright. But you can live bet a lot of these teams. Colorado, two weeks ago in Nebraska. Um, you know, I live bet those, but just you can see, you can see, and you can feel the way a game goes. And if a line looks right, you, sometimes you're going to jump on it. And yep, uh, that's what I like to do. I like to give out those plays at halftime, and it's uh, it's a good way to make quick cash because it's only a half; it's not a full game. Agree a hundred percent. Sometimes you don't know how these teams are going to come out, and, and then you can wait for your shot. You think, okay, when the other team gets a touchdown, that's when I'm going to jump in, or you wait for halftime and see how that goes. Uh, great stuff from Joe Murray, ninety-eight five, the Sports Hub in Boston. Uh, Joe, where can uh, the people find those plays on Twitter? Yeah, so I'm at Joey Murr on Twitter, J O E Y M U R R, and you can follow our podcast at over under nine eight five. There's a Twitter handle there as well, and uh, go right to ninety eight five thesportshub.com. 
go to podcasts. You can download, uh, find our podcast anywhere. So appreciate you having me on today, man. And I'm excited for a uh, great weekend of football. Appreciate Joe Murray for jumping on early odds this week. Make sure you check out that podcast. I'm telling you, follow him on Twitter. Gives out winners during games all the time. Baseball still going on, and the free-falling Cubs. Five games back in the division, two games back for wild card number two. Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel here to discuss on Inside the Clubhouse next on The Score. I'll be doing the sports betting show on the Radio.com app once again, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this upcoming week. If you can't listen or watch live between 5 and 9 p.m., download the You Better, You Bet podcast. Enjoy the football betting, and best of luck. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.